You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. All of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. Go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth from relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. I accept it today. I humble myself, burn, burn my heart, 
my joys and my pains. I thank you for restoring my wounded soul. I believe that I will not receive more than my man can bear. I ask that what is hidden in my conscious and unconscious mind, those secrets hidden from myself that block my growth and intimacy for God and others be revealed. Search me, Holy Spirit. Reveal these hidden hurts to me and show me the areas that must be addressed today. I give you permission to go to the points of inception of my hurts and hidden memories that are negatively impacting my life. I give you access to my heart and mind so that you may bypass any repression, denial, depression, disassociation, confusion, guilt, shame, condemnation, pride, unforgiveness, anger, fear, or lies that may be blocking my memory. Override any obstacles that have hindered me or are hindering me from receiving my freedom in you. I renounce and counsel the effects of receiving any accusations and lies into my mind, body, soul, and heart that is contrary to the truth of who you say that I am. I declare that I live my life loved, cherished, and adored by you. I receive in my heart every expression of your love for me. Because you love me, I am free of all guilt, shame, and condemnation. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, Shell, or whoever's on the PowerPoint, can you go back to the beginning where it says uh, the point of inception? Point of inception. There it is right there. When I wrote that, it says, I give you permission to go to the points of inception. Inception is where things started. The seed of something. The belief of something. The trauma of something. So the word he gave me was situation depression. And, and I'm over there talking to him. I say, well, everybody's, everybody's spirit is up. Everybody's spirit is up. That song, that song brought it in. It did it. He said, that's the best time for me to come in and deal with issues that need to be discussed. Situational depression. And say, the thing about situational depression is, it's like this, guys. There are categories of depression. But a situational one is where you're dealing with a situation that you didn't plan for. It could be finances, being laid off a job. It could be a separation. It could be a divorce. It could, could be a child going wild. That's situation. That's, that's just a few of situational depression. So I, I got part one was doing the other part of the service, but, but he said, my presence is here. My glory is here. My ministry is here. So whatever you bring up, I bring healing to it. So today I'm telling you in advance, I don't know what's going to happen, which way it's going to go, but I know one thing, he made it clear that he's here, that he want to deal with situational depression. Whew. I always tell y'all, I say, follow that, what, what did that breath mean? It meant he's good. He's good when it don't look like he's good. He's good when we thought he forgot about us. He wants to come in. He wants to bring healing. I'm just hearing. I'm just hearing it. I'm just listening to that child that just never did the right thing. Those finances that never seem like they get right. 
person that just never says thank you. So, Shell, can you get me to the situation of depression? <laughs> just close your eyes for a second, guys. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit of pride. Because pride says, I want to let other people know what's going on in my life. If I'm talking to you about situation or depression, just slip your hands up so I know who I'm dealing with. Appreciate your honesty. Appreciate your honesty. Appreciate your honesty. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you. So I'm going to give you a couple examples of situational depression and, and, and so you can identify yourself because... Uh, there were other people supposed to raise their hand and they didn't. He doesn't hear what you don't acknowledge. Turn to your neighbor. I'm your neighbor. You, you got a neighbor? No, no, she, no, she got it. Neighbors. Turn to your neighbor. If I find a neighbor, even if you got to get up and get one. Turn to your neighbor. Say, today is my day. I'm not going to lie in church today. I'm going to, to get what I need while it's here. Do you need my help? To go with you if he calls us up? What did your neighbor say? Uh, they didn't say nothing. Your neighbor didn't say nothing. So, okay, now that you got this straight with your neighbor, you, you know, sometimes it just help you to be accountable to somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Because, see, you can be in secret all by yourself, but when you tell somebody else something, uh-oh, they'll remind you, especially your children. <laughs> right, Jazz and Tamika? So, number one, one of the ones is we lose interest in everything around us. There was an area of your life that, that you, your excitement was about, and then you stopped being excited about even that. And we got plenty of tissue, so if you need to cry, go ahead and do it. I took a whole, whole box with me back there. We lose interest in everything. Some of us are even known by the things we get excited about. When someone asks you about it, you just look at them. Some of us growl at people when they ask us about, well, what about that goal? What about that excitement? What about such and such? How is that going? That's a sign. Personal relationships in our family. Some of your personal relationships, just, just they're not personal no more. Maybe you were betrayed. Maybe somebody shared something they shouldn't have shared. That you thought it was a secret because you had a relationship with them. Maybe about, I mean, what about your family that just, just, just won't do it right? You got a child. You got one that just keeps acting up. Say acting up. <laughs> I mean, you do everything for them, and they still won't do the right thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, that's not you, is it? That's not you, is it? Teresa, you think they're going to tell us the truth? Huh? What did they say? Sometimes? What were we here? They said, yes, go with it. God? See, healing already starting to come. Because we be prideful about our children. Because, uh-oh, we want them to be like us. Uh-oh. But God called them to something else. Can we let him be who he called him to? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a 
loss of energy and motivation. Just don't care no more. Don't want to get up and do it. Don't want to do it. You can even hire people and you won't even make the call. All you got to do is call them. They come and do it. You don't even want to call them. Call back and say, no, nah, that's all right. Loss of energy. I'm not talking to anybody. Not motivated to do anything. But see, you can't talk about this in church. Not supposed to talk about this in church. Because everybody come to church, they supposed to be upbeat, excited, thrilled for life. But they're sitting in the pulpit. They're sitting in here. They're sitting in churches right now all over the world. And they can't t- say what they're really feeling. They can't say the hurt that they really feel. They can't say the reason why they stayed in the car a little long because they were waiting on that last tear to drop. See, I see this every day in, in the counseling that I do. One man that I know, he, uh, he said, I can share. So if I ever share something from counseling, I got permission. And I looked at him and I smiled because, you know, I, I met him out in the parking lot. You know, manly man. You know what I'm talking about, manly man? You know, they, they, they walk like they're big and they're strong. And when they shake their hand, they try to break it. You know what I'm saying? I have, str- I have strength. So he came down and he, he, he sat down. And this was our first session. And uh, I knew the questions that, because I always pray for the client before they get there. So the Holy Spirit set up something specifically for you. And uh, I had some questions. But first I tell him, I said, yeah, I noticed you are, you are, um, you're the alpha male. He smiled because, you know, he, I noticed that by the handshake. But no, God told me before you got here. And so by you being the, the alpha male, you hide behind your pain. Because you can't let people know that you have feelings. And he began to sob. And his word was, nobody ever said that to me. He said, but when I sat in this chair, your peace, he's talking to me, your peace, I felt safe with you. And I opened up and I cried because I haven't cried for years. He said, you bring it out. Now, that was the first five minutes of the session. He didn't even get a chance to pray yet. <laughs> Men deal with depression. Men scared, guys. Because we got to put up the front. Nothing bothers me. <laughs> I called my wife in this morning. I said, I need prayer. She said, what's wrong, honey? I say I'm looking at where where I am and what God is telling me to do. But there's so many different um, scenarios that's that's being brought up. You you you, you your messages are, are too long. You know I, I have uh, I have lesson five or lesson lesson seven or lesson ten, and you know when you. You hear all the, you know, because I do different workshops and seminars about pastors and stuff where a lesson shouldn't last but, but five, five sessions. But what if God wanted to do six, seven, and eight? <laughs> well, well, you should never be emotional. You know, you say that, you know, you, you, you emotional later on outside of camp. 
I said, I need prayer because I know what I'm supposed to be teaching on. But it just, when, when I try to do what the sessions you pay for tell you to do, it just, I don't feel right. You know how my wife is. She, she'll smile at you. <laughs> and that smile means multiple things. That smile means we're going to get to the heart of this thing. Don't, don't let that smile fool you. Most of y'all know better than that, right? You think you're, old, you, you, you're good to go. And so she just told me, she said, Paul, it's time to give some things away. You've never followed others. You've always followed God. Don't be fooled by the numbers. So give it away. I took it out of my heart and gave it away. All that stuff. See, you can have one thing. Mine was about control. Because, you know, you pay to go to workshops. They should know what they're talking about. They got thousands and so forth and so on. I just gave it away. The same smile that walked in with the same smile that left. Now, I'm going to tell you how good God is so you'll get a better understanding. And Teresa, she's pastoral age. She's at the door. Curly just walked out. Reverend came. came. She's, and so uh, Teresa said, uh, Pastor, you got a minute to see, see Reverend? I said, Sure. When Reverend opened up her mouth, I say, stop right there. Teresa, go get Curly. Because I just finished sharing with Curly, and then, then Reverend came in. Reverend, come on up and read what, what God gave you. One um, morning in early prayer, um, God gave to me recently. We were praying for pastor, and I had just said, from now on, when we pray for pastor, and I'm pass this on to everybody, when you pray for him, pray in the spirit. Don't pray in natural, because, you know, the enemy knows what you're praying. Because what God is doing in pastor is very similar to, you know, when Jesus walked the earth, and he said, I have come to set the captives free. That's what pastor's ministry is. So we definitely need to not just, you know, we do early morning prayers on Wednesdays, but we need to be praying all during the week for him and holding him up. You know, like Aaron and Harry were holding up each other's arms. But the gist of this, um, what was given to me was that pastor has the same similar ministry that Jesus had when he walked the earth. And that is to set the captives free. Haven't we been set free? So that is his ministry, and we need to hold him up at all times, you know, even during the day, um, during the day, during the week, during your work, wherever you are, and you hear the Holy Spirit say, pray for pastor. That's, that's what I do during the week when I'm walking sometime or whenever, pray for pastor. I don't know why, but I don't need to know why. The Holy Spirit knows, and he'll pray it through me. As I, um, I'm sorry. One more, one more thing. So I told the um, prayer warriors, we're going to kick it up. <laughs> Thank you. So that's why certain workshops didn't work for me because I was called to do something different. Got it? 
But that smile brought it out. Guys, I'm just telling you, just make yourself accountable to somebody that you can trust, somebody that you believe has your best interest in mind. And the way you can tell that is when things happen to you that are good, they are excited. If they're not excited for you, you get you picking the wrong person to, to help help you stand. You focus on past mistakes. That's another form of situational depression. You focus on the past mistakes. You don't forgive yourself. And this is intense, this part, because I've told you about forgiving others, but with this situa- situational depression, you don't forgive yourself. You made a mistake. You missed it. You messed up. You'll forgive others a lot quicker than you'll forgive yourself because you keep saying, well, I, I should have known better. Okay. You should have known better, but you didn't do it. So forgive yourself. <laughs> Y'all got it? And I mean, don't be short-circuited with it either. You know, it's like when, when you forgive others, you go long-winded. When you forgive yourself, you go short-winded. I forgive myself in Jesus' name. Come on. What did that do? What did that do? <laughs> Unusual anger or irritation. Can't say nothing to you. Can't say nothing to them. You watch your tone. You prayed and asked God how to approach a person. And it's still. <laughs> yeah. They go to bed angry. They wake up angry. And whatever you think while you sleep, it gets engrafted, ingrained, and buried alive. Because it's hoping that you won't remember what kept you up last night. Because the longer something is buried, the longer it has time to inflict more punishment and more pain. So get straight before you go to sleep, guys. Trouble managing your emotions. Little things tick you off. This is not condemnation. This is, see, what I do, if you look at all my teachings, I always show you where you can identify whether you are in that situation or not. Because we lie to ourselves, don't we? Am I lying on anybody else? <laughs> so if, if I give you enough data to allow you to know you fit one of these categories, not only do you have trouble managing your emotions, but you have trouble acknowledging it. Somebody say, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, I mean, you just I just said it, isn't it? Yeah, I'm okay. Why you ask me? because you don't seem okay (laughs) can't have sleep problems have trouble going to sleep and it's not when you finally do it's not restful sleep it's interrupted sleep I'm not talking about bathroom breaks I'm talking about it's just rough you toss and turn all day long And I'm going to give you a command, not a a thought. And I say, in the name of Jesus, never say to a person, you should be over this by now. That's a command coming from your pastor. 
You should, you should be over this by now. It's been 30 years. It's been 40 years. Well, you're not over it. It's almost like telling a person not to grieve. And I teach in sessions. Grief is a personal experience. This child, and the mom passed, this child might, you know, had a different relationship with mom than you do. So it might take longer, but it's a personal thing. So never tell the person, you should be over it by now. After all, you're a Christian. Uh-oh. Am I lying on anybody? Some of y'all have heard this stuff. That's why, that's why people in churches normally don't go to their pastor to let them know they're depressed. Because some people will say, well, you should know the word by now. You got to pray. I mean, you should be able to pray. You should be able to read the word. But do you understand the situation of depression causes you to be clouded by what you read? I don't want to read that part because I should be that instead of, hey, man, I need help. Help me pray. Help me read. Help me forgive. What steps can we take? Acknowledge where we are. So you can't get help until you acknowledge where you are. Where are you? Where are you? This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.